podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Question podcast here on Fancy Football Scout, the show where we hope to answer all of the hot questions in the community every single week. And it is good we have Andy back with me, although Andy, unfortunately, due to international results, is not feeling quite as bouncy and optimistic as maybe he was last week. But he puts a smile on my face getting to pod with you. How are we? Very good. Uh, I appreciate your concern of my well-being. Uh, this past week has been a huge roller coaster of a ride emotionally in terms of football. So in terms of FPL, I feel like it's been going well. I started Foden. Uh, but in terms of the Asian Cup, like two very dramatic you know, quarter, uh, round of 16, quarterfinal, like extra time equalizer, and then mm-hmm. just absolute, let's call it humiliation by Jordan, um, in the semifinal. So yesterday was a tough day. Uh, international football means everything to me. The national team means everything to me. So I don't know how it means to you, Harry, in terms of England, but it was just a everything. disaster of a disaster. Yeah. Everything to you, fans, huh? we don't we don't see our team win any national tournaments. So one day it'll happen, and it will be, yeah, it will be a great day if it ever happens in my lifetime. I hope it does, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, I know what, I know what it feels like. That um, we've we've been quite close um, recently, both with the World Cup and then with the Euros as well. And to come away with nothing when we have a team like we do, I, I know the feels that you probably have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different, right? Because you guys have such a huge standard of like actually yeah. trying to bring it back, right? Bring it back home. And I look at your team and and the Premier League, and I wish I had guys like Tony in the Korean national team, and and you know, players in the outskirts that can easily start for any nation in the world. So a little bit of a different standard. But yeah, why the Asian Cup means so much to us is like it's the one tournament where we can actually lift a trophy. You know, it's not like the World Cup where we're just trying to get into the round of 16. And like, it's basically Sun's last chance. Like, he's going to be too old by the next one. I mean, he could win the next one, but it's in four years' time. I think he'll be very old for the World Cup in 2026. And yeah, it was just like, you know, there's like a meme going around of like how Sun cries a lot. And yeah, I I think that's true too. But um, you could see him like, there's no tears after this loss. It was just kind of like, wow, what just happened, you know? And uh, I mean, if I speak, I get in trouble, but the KFA and and Klinsman and it's a Don't it's get a in trouble. It's a Don't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll just say this. It's like one of those things where money, money has affected the national team. And I, I absolutely hate that, right? Like I understand there's money involved in football, but too many politics, too many... Anyways, yeah. uh, it's been a disaster. Mm. Anyway, something that went slightly better for us this week. <laughs> let's let's talk about FPL. Thank you all so much for joining. 170 of you. If you could just drop the like on the stream as we get started, that would be great. Um, but you had a good game week. You had a good game week. I, um, my volume is quite low, uh, Harry. Is it? I can't really hear you. Mm-hmm. My volume or your volume? I can't hear you that well. Maybe it's on my side. I think it's you. Um, because mine's okay. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Um, so I got our scores up on on stream 78 79 for you. Um, you Mm. were cursing benching Saka, and then Foden came (laughs) in with his came in with his 20 pointer, probably made it feel a little bit better, didn't it? 
Yeah. So if uh, for those that might not be might not be familiar with my Twitter uh, page, it's like uh, I do a lot of catwalks, Harry, and uh, it's like I I have fun with it, right? But yeah, I benched Saka for Foden, which ended up turning out really well. It was a risk, but I, I felt the punt was mm-hmm. like pretty okay with it, just because I felt like maybe Liverpool would somehow come away with a tie or or Saka would would blank, but. You know, obviously Saka had the 10-pointer. He could have had more. Um, but in the end, it worked out because Foden started uh, for me. Yeah. Unfor- well, unfortunately, I didn't have a benching decision because Eze is, of course, yellow, orange, red flagged now. So uh, we'll talk about that and replacements for him in a moment. Um, but yeah, I didn't have that decision. So I just started basically everyone. So I ended up on 83, basically. Mm-hmm. So you had Richarlison. So I started the game week. I have you to had say, 83? Yes, because I had Trippier, but I had no oh Richarlison. So, I mean, I started the game week with, with Poro and my team for one. With everyone, it felt like having Richarlison. And I thought, ah, this week is just going to, it's going to be it's just climbing. It's just trying to get as close back after that sort of setback. And then things went pretty well. Um, I mean, Watkins points like don't really matter. The Trippier nine-pointer was massive. Not only because Trippier did well, but the players that people had in place of him didn't do well. So like, I mean, I know in your team, Gabriel, but Gabriel was the next or the the other two defenders that people had where I had Trippier were Gabriel and Estupanan and they got like zero combined. So that was basically a complete nine points against the crowd, which felt really good yeah, um, to nice. hold on to him. Things look good, apart from I've got a couple of injuries in my midfield now. So I've got Gordon and Eze, both flagged um the prognosis is that Eze is likely to be worse um we don't know for sure but it does sound like he's going to be out for a few weeks at least um and he'll be playing without Elise Gordon is meant to be better apparently it's a twisted it was a sprained ankle or twisted ankle which is meant to be a much sooner return to play it's unlikely I think we get him this weekend but you know 26 is what we're really looking at with him so Hmm. yeah that's the thought of real thing I'm looking at. Haaland with a cap played a lot more minutes than I thought he was going to do. Um, we'll talk a lot about Manchester City during this part as well. So we're going to mainly focus on the double game week teams uh, today. So what we've got on screen is basically those six teams that have a a differing schedule over the next th- three game weeks. So Liverpool, Luton, of course, double then blank. City and Brentford have a double, then a single, and Spurs and Chelsea just have a blank in game week 26. So, where would you like to start, Andy? Should we... We'll, we'll leave City to the end because we've got quite a lot to cover on them. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's go Brentford. So, Brentford, of course, have a double. It's a pretty difficult double, but guaranteed to, to play in both blanks at the moment. How mm-hmm. Last time we spoke, I was pretty sure that I was going to buy Ivan Tony at some point. I think I'll still buy Ivan Tony at some point. Whether I do it this week or not has changed a little bit. Um, but for you, like, is it Tony or Bust, or is there anyone else that you'd consider in from Brentford? Yeah, I think it's Tony or Bust. Um, I think the more relevant question is whether you go Tony or Darwin, right? I think yeah. it's going to be very hard to go both. And mm-hmm. in my particular situation that I think a lot of people can relate to as well is that I'm okay to go aggressive and go Darwin because I can actually go Darwin back to um, the likes of Watkins or if I really want go Tony in 26 because I, I will have two free transfers moving into yeah. 26 potentially. So it's a little bit of a more simple solution for me. 
And I just uh, like I know you hyped up hyped him up like I think it was last game week or the previous game week. And yeah. the more I thought about it, I think a lot of you know you make a lot of sense, right? You just have him in place. There's going to be other transfers you need to make, but yeah. I was just like thinking about like my season so far this year. And this is sort of, uh, I don't know if this will help, uh, you know, sort of answer this question, but like, I've just had a kind of an average season this year. And a lot of these decisions, like I haven't been very aggressive with. And a couple of years ago, I would say three seasons ago, when Stones had that 20 something pointer and that double game week. And that was a one, one season where I was really aggressive with the doubles and blanks, like basically try to get as many doublers in yeah. uh with with in mind of how to navigate the blanks that came with it and i yeah. think i want to do that approach with this game week 25 and 26 blank because in game week 25 we have the two best teams like you know let's say top three teams in the league that have a solid you know double game week i want to attack it and that's yeah. why i feel it's a little bit more of a simple solution for me to go darwin but again i think tony makes sense uh for those that want to do not worry about 26 and 29 but I'd like to know, like, if your thoughts have changed since since we've, you know, spoken about him. Yeah, man, you're saying you're having a bad season. You started at 82K and the majority of people <laughs> will be pretty pleased with an 82K rank at this stage in the season with all the chips in hand as well. Um, so I still really like Tony and I think the chances are I will own Tony in 26. It's just as you say, whether I think Darwin in 24, 25 is worth it and then going to Tony in 26. Like that's an extra transfer effectively. So it's basically, do I think that it's four points different? Mm -hmm. Like, do I think the Darwin outscores Tony by four points in 24 and 25 combined? Um, and I think it's close. I think yeah. it comes down to a minutes thing. If I think Darwin starts all three of those games, then I think he probably does. If I don't think Darwin starts all three of those games, then I think I would just go Tony. Um, and I, I have no way of answering that. And the the annoying thing is, is it might come down to whether Salah's back or not, right? Because if Salah's back, it's just more minutes that they need to give to someone else. Luis Diaz then can't play right. It means Luis Diaz will be on the left. It means Jota and Darwin are both playing well. So that's basically what it comes down to, is do I expect Darwin to start all of the next three? Mm. And I haven't made up my mind on that yet. Um, yeah, yeah. It's such a difficult call on those Liverpool minutes. And we'll talk about Liverpool. We'll talk about their defenders, right? Trying to predict which Liverpool player is going to play all three of those games, I think is really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I, I, I do feel confident. I mean, he got benched this game week, so, you know. I think that was an injury, though. Okay, it was injury, but... Yeah, he went off. Oh, he had a... Uh, Klopp said in his press conference on Friday that he picked up something in the game against Chelsea. So I right. think that was an injury but they missed him so much in that game yeah yeah of course so yeah that's what that's the point i was trying to make i think without salah he's a little bit of a level above jota right now like mm -hmm. i would pick darwin over jota and um a lot of the focal again let's let's go back to before we go to liverpool let's go back to brentford by the way brentford are getting better in terms of xg like i think brentford is a team that goes through patches like if you imagine if you remember like the first 10 12 13 game weeks when wisa and and Boemo were playing yeah they were like and Boemo was scoring a lot of points and then there was like this patch in between where brentford weren't that aggressive attacking and, and not many points to be had 
but I think they're finding that rhythm and form again. And mm. it's a super, super simple way of football they play. They play a 5-3-2, and they have these two runners. It used to be Wissa and Mbuemo. Now they have uh, Mape and Tony. And maybe Tony's not the fastest player in the world, but we know for a fact, as you mentioned, that the goals are going to come through those two, right? Yeah. So so that is, the, that is the... And they can play against anybody. Like, they scored against Man City, right? So they just need to sit back and wait for the counter anyways that's the way they play so yeah i don't i don't think the tony move is as bad as i initially thought when i just looked at the fixtures because of the way they actually play is really focused yeah. on those two who we want as fpl assets anyway so that's my two cents on on mm-hmm. if you were to bring in tony you get the fixtures you get 26 29 okay the reverse side of that is that um you only have three spots up top Tony is a little bit more expensive than Darwin, yeah. right? So you have to consider that factor. Yeah. There's Walken still. There's Solanke that potentially gets a double in 28, right? So, um, you know, you're, you're going to eat up a spot for for potentially Holland, Darwin to Watkins back and Solanke, which I think will be popular. And mm-hmm. Alvarez is in the picture as well. So these are the factors to consider when you're, when you're bringing Tony in. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's so tough. I've looked at so many transfers this week. And to be honest, some of them don't give me enough money. Some of them, like, mm-hmm. you know, I look at it and think, oh, there's only 0.6 between the two of them. But if I want De Bruyne, like that 0.6 could be a lot. And mm-hmm. then in game week 26, I can get Tony then. So, yeah, um, there is, you know, quite a lot of moving parts. You, yeah, I look at it and think, oh, maybe that, like, I want, I feel like I can't go into these two fixtures without a Liverpool attacker. I agree. So, you know, who do I fear more? A Darwin or not owning Tony? And I think I'd rather take Darwin plus an extra transfer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. As much as I'm a very hit-averse manager, I just think Burnley, Brentford, Luton, so tough not to see them scoring a lot of goals in those games. I think the way, like, getting to know you this season as a film, I mean, I already knew how you play a little bit, but... Like you're really good at sort of planning five, ten game weeks ahead mm. and and trying to maximize fixtures and trying to limit hits and 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 uh, transfers. And I understand that. But like we get two, like as as last season, Pross always told told me, you get like two shots at the at the you know dart, right? Mm. And tone uh, and Darwin is one of those players that you you want more than ninety minutes for that xG to be converted because. You know, we just don't know when the points are going to become uh, are, are going to come, and when he has two fixtures and more minutes uh, to be had, I feel like you need to go for it, and you need to, you need to go for it now because you get three fixtures essentially. If he if he starts all three, great. If he if, even if he doesn't, it's three very solid fixtures where you can get a lot of points. And Darwin is the best attacking asset in that team right now, without a doubt, in my opinion. Mm. But then, but then you look at it and you think, okay, well, if we go into game week 24, like Darwin, let's say Darwin scores in that game, he might get a goal and an assist. He comes away with 12 points or so. But t- like the thing is with Tony is the bonus is so good for him, but it's yeah, just yeah. not like that. Tony scoring a goal with the bonus is almost the same as Darwin getting a goal and an assist. So yeah, I, I think I'll go Darwin. I'm almost certain yeah. that I'll bring in one of them this week. I, I kind of think I need a Liverpool player, but it might depend on what happens. So we'll talk a lot about the um, FA Cup replays that are happening tonight. There are actually two of them, which are quite important. But the Chelsea Arsenal, uh, Chelsea Villa one, 
if Chelsea win, uh, win which seems yeah. very unlikely as a Chelsea fan, I have to admit, it seems, <laughs> seems very unlikely that we get a win away at Villa Park the way we're playing and the way that they're playing at the moment. But if we were to win, then it's much harder to go to Darwin for me mm. because I'd have to probably sell Watkins to do it mm -hmm. or I can't get De Bruyne, right? So then it's Darwin versus De Bruyne unless I sell Watkins. Then I could say, well, actually, I'll just go Saka to Jota and maybe that yeah. works um, but I just don't think Jota will play all three if, if Salah's back so then I have another added bit of concern in my mind about about it so actually as a Chelsea fan from an FPL point of view I hope we lose tonight I hope we lose tonight yeah yeah I agree so you just mentioned Jota and the Salah thing um, you want to if you're going to have if you're going to be tripled up on Liverpool Mm -hmm. ideally ideally instead of like being too greedy like there's there's a line of like how greedy you want to be with how many doublers you want in 25 yeah i think at least you want five six would be great right but you don't want to get too greedy with like the luton players and and, and all that because when game, gaming 26 comes like for sure i would want to have two free transfers like one free transfer is, is going to be a headache unless you're willing to take that hit and you think it's going to pay off in the next two game three game two mm -hmm. game weeks because like let's say in my case i have trent jota as well as darwin like i'm already looking at a very easy exit route for darwin and jota to leave yeah but also like trent might have to leave at some point as well and and so yeah. you want to have two free transfers going into it. And I don't think we need to think about Salah too much right now. I think we just forget about Salah. Yeah. It's like uncontrollable. Like he's pu putting up a ton of like fitness photos. Doesn't mean anything. Every day like he posts that he's in the gym. Like every day <laughs> he's just in the gym. Yeah, exactly. And there's just 10 days left before I believe game week 25, right? So even if he returns, I don't think he's going to be like fully fit. And, and I mean, that's my hope, but... Uh, I think you just have to forget it. it's uncontrollable, right? It's a variable that you don't worry about for now. And you just look at what's ahead with the two free transfers going into 26, knowing that you'll be okay for, for game week 26, between 24 to 26. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, but when we get to Luton, I will tell you that I, I don't think it's impossible that I take a hit for a Luton player this week. Um, and, 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 and we talked about this and there's a good reason why on yeah, your yeah. end um, for the player you're trying to bring in yeah cool so okay. that's probably Brentford I don't feel like we need to do loads more on that the only other one is like do we expect Visa to be first choice over Mopai when he gets back because Mopai is 4.9 yeah I don't think it matters unless you're like trying to bring one of those players which it's just if you need an enabler uh -huh. like I, I, I don't think I'd recommend anyone buying Mopai yeah. but He's 4.9 and he's returned in the past three games. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, I've had worse differentials, right? If you if you play a three, five, two and you need a third forward that carries you through all the blanks, it's not the end of the world, but I, there's enough doubt in my mind that visa comes back in. Yeah, I agree. There's just, there's just a little bit of doubt and it's not, yeah. not necessary to deal with. Moppy probably continues to start, but yeah, we is not, not a player to, you know, just take lightly. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a solid player as well. Cool. Next up, let's do Luton. So Luton are an interesting one because they, of course, have a they have Sheffield United at home this week as well, which makes them even more appealing, right? Then they have the double. 
then they blank. There is this rumor double in 28 for mm-hmm. the Bournemouth fixture. And then there is a decent chance that they play in 29 because Luton have Man City in the cup and their opponents, Nottingham Forest, have an FA Cup replay tonight. And then if they win that, they have Manchester United in the cup. So the chances that Luton end up with a fixture in game week 29 are above 50%. It's about the only other fixture that we have a decent likelihood that will happen in game week 26, uh, game week 29. So part of me is like, well, I look at them this week. I'd love one at home to Sheffield United looking at how they're playing. Game week 25, the double's not great, but they've just scored four against Brighton and four away at Newcastle. They've scored in like nine or 10 consecutive games. The chances that they get something in one of these games is not impossible. It's Mm. just whether it, you know, puts you in a difficult position in game week 26, but there are a couple of them that I think necessarily wouldn't put me in that difficult position. And I quite like, I quite like them. They're great enablers. Like for me to get to De Bruyne, as actually as FPL copycats written in the chat, if I was to get to De Bruyne this week, like Solanke to Adebayo frees up so much money. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. I I think uh, you're right. They're playing. Part of me thinks they're overperforming, but if you watch the games itself, like they're playing well, right? And yeah. Ross Barkley is certainly an option as well. Adebayo mm-hmm. is certainly a good enabler. You know, even people are considering Kaminsky in goal as well, right? Do- Doty as well. So there are some good options for very cheap prices if you want to enable that KDB move. So I don't I mean, hate it put at up, all. I mean, they did have a penalty, but they did put up 2.3 XG against Newcastle. Okay. And they put up 3.2 against Brighton. Like the numbers are pretty good. Um, Ross Barkley is an interesting one because, like, because of like Cole Palmer, because mm-hmm. like Cole Palmer blanks in twenty six anyway. That if you did, let's say you did Cole Palmer to Ross Barkley, I'm not saying it's something, but it's just you know hypothetical. Let's talk about these situations. You free up a bit of money. You don't add a blanker in game week twenty six. Palmer has City away in game week 25, whereas Ross Barkley has the double. Now, Palmer does go away to Crystal Palace this week, which he probably wouldn't want to sell him for. But you bring in Barkley for Sheffield United at home. So I I really think there are options in that Luton team. Do you think you're convincing yourself? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, like for example, if you if we were to wild card in game week twenty four, which I think is a good wild card opportunity as well. Like would certainly, I, I would I would have three Luton players in there probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably at least two or three, right? So, mm. I get it. Whether you're bringing them in, it's usually it's most likely that if you bring in a Luton player, you're probably going to take a hit somewhere. Like that. That's the only way I can see it. In my case, yeah. especially because I need to bring two Liverpool players in. I already have Palmer, who's blanking in 26, yep. Richarlison, who's blanking in 26. So it just doesn't make sense for me. But yeah, if you're trying to take a minus four, minus eight in order to fund KDB this week, yeah, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about my potential mm. hit this week. Um, it adds a lot of fixtures and stuff like that. The, the other two that are still there and is Alfie Doughty in defence, just continues to get returns. Yeah. Continues to get them. Like, Mm. if you need money this week, 
Like, what do you think of Poro to Alfie Doughty? Because that saves you a million in spending. You have a very decent yeah. fixture this week. And then yeah. instead of playing Spur, you know, Poro at home to Wolves in 25, you play Alfie Doughty in a double game week. So you're not adding a, you're not adding a blank because you've got Poro in there. If you needed money. Yeah. So, so Harry, I don't think it's like, I get that, right? If you needed money and it funded a different move, yeah. like, do it. But here's a very peculiar thing else situation in my case, right? Even if I went Poro to Alfie Dowdy, um, and I went like Gordon or Palmer to to Jota, I still cannot fund Solanke to uh, Darwin. Like that point, something is is affecting my like my value so low that it's like affecting me. But yeah. so in that in my case, it doesn't even help me unless like for example, I take a minus eight to get KDB, right? But um. For if it's going to enable a move that you see is better, again, we're dealing with a situation in, in the season where, as we all commonly say, removing good players for, you know, hopefully better players in, yeah. in these doubles. So, yeah, if you think you're going to have to be getting rid of the likes of Saka, Watkins, or Trent, even maybe not Trent, but Saka and Watkins in order to fund these moves. So, if you think that if it first of all helps you get to these other players, yeah. And you're willing to take that bet, then okay, I don't mind it. But in my case, it doesn't help me, even if I downgrade that funds. Maybe later down the line that that those funds will help me. Uh, but right now I don't see how it helps me at all. Mm-hmm. There's one more name. I'm not done okay, on Luton. I'm not done on Luton. <laughs> Where are we? That all right, we'll I'm... convince you to 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 do this, but the, go the, ahead. The the other one is uh the goalkeeper is Kaminsky. Okay. Um and the reason for it is again, it's the number of fixtures, right? So like, if if Aston Villa win tonight, I don't have a keeper in 29. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Because then the chances are that Villa will reach the final, will reach this, the quarterfinal. So, Ariola will blank. And I'll have Dubravka, who has Blackburn in the cup. So, the chances are Newcastle will blank as well, right? In game with 29. So, I have considered buying Kaminsky this week. It gives me a better fixture this week. I don't have to play double Newcastle defence, which I am hating at the moment doing every week when they're conceding so many goals. I then play Kaminsky in the double. It doesn't impact me for game week 26 because I have a keeper. I could just play Dubravka. Mm. Then I have a higher chance of having a keeper in game week 29. And they might get a double in game week 28 as well. So that doesn't actually add a doubler to a blanker to my squad. Um, okay. But they are still conceding goals as many as they are scoring Luton at the moment. But he's making a lot of saves as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting any keeper points, right? So <laughs> what's the worst that can happen, I guess? Mm. But um, what's you're the worst basically saying Dubravka could finally turn up with a, with a clean sheet against Bournemouth or something in the double. Yeah, the minute but... you sell him, right? Yeah. Um, I'd sell Ariola, so I think. You're saying you would bring him mainly because it'll get you a fixture in 29. That's like the main reason. Well, it would get me a an extra double in 25. The fixture is not great, but it does get me another double in 25. It, mm-hmm. It's just the combination of things, right? An extra doubler, a potential double in 27 or 28, and got it, got it, got another it. potential fixture in 29. Like in theory, I could be adding, what's that, three fixtures by buying... Or a minus four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which are like, how wrong can that possibly go? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know what the chat think. Like, I feel like I've spent the past couple of days suddenly looking at Luton and thinking they could be bad. They, they could be easier ways to carry carry them through this fixture run. Um, yeah. But yeah, have you got any plan on on buying anyone from Luton or Brentford? No, I don't. Apart no, from I Tony. Don't. Okay. Yeah, I honestly don't. I think I'm going to keep it simple because I can navigate the next three game weeks with smoothly without having to take hits and feel very good with the player players I have in 25. Mm. I think getting a Luton player and again the caveat is that I'm not looking to get KDB, right? The caveat of course is that yeah. uh, not caveat. Of course Luton could do well, right? I don't know about defensively in game week 25, but I like the idea that you mentioned fixture and oh, fixture in 29 and um, maybe a double in 27, but um, it's a, it's like your, your, it's like the, op, the potential of this paying off or a hit is I don't feel great in the next, at least two or three game weeks. Yeah. So basically what it is, is I have to free up if I want De Bruyne and there'll be a lot of people looking like they need to try and find a route to De Bruyne. I want De Bruyne and mm. I need enablers to do it. So why not buy enablers with a double game week? I know, I know. That's what I mean. That, if yeah. that's the case, then I don't think it's bad. I really don't think it's bad. That I mean, they're playing well. They're playing if I don't, well. you can if I it. don't buy De Bruyne, then I probably won't buy. Well, I might buy one of them, but I, I won't go heavy on them. Like I might buy one maximum. But if I go De Bruyne, yeah. then there's chance that I need more of them. Um, yeah, I mean, just just to clarify, if you're wild carding, you bring in two or three Luton players. If you're gonna go De Bruyne and you need funds, they're the way to go. If you're not doing any of that, then, you know, I wouldn't push myself to bring him in for a hit. Uh, unless it's not for a hit, then maybe it's a different different story. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Liverpool. Um, let's do Liverpool next, and we'll, then we'll do Man City. So, let's look at the let's look at the chart real quick, um, Harry. Which and one? Then which one do you want? The FPL Chase charts, because uh, I really like them, and maybe it'll. The because tackle defense, which do you want first? Uh, we could do XG first, and then cool. we could do the defense yeah, so. after. And then let's get into Liverpool yeah. and then Man City at the end, because I really want to talk about them. But, okay, so the first one I, I, is the... This is by FPL Chase, a good friend of mine on FPL Twitter, and, uh, you know, super, super lovely guy, so do give him a follow. Um, this is his artwork, let's call it. Um, so this XG rolling chart is basically sort of a good visual of seeing how teams have been performing over the long run. So this, I think, takes into factor the last three months of last season and then, you know, all the months for this season. So if you look at this uh, sort of green chart, then Liverpool kind of pretty consistent from last season to this and a slight improvement in January. So a good sign heading into the double. And we can see it in, in the, uh, again, they got, they lost to um, Arsenal, but they've been playing well, right? Let's let's all agree there. It's interesting City. that sorry, just mm -hmm. on Liverpool. It's interesting Liverpool mm -hmm. have stepped up slightly with Salah being gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't missed him as much as I thought they would. Yeah, and you can see it in the football, right? And and yeah. that's what we've been honing in since the beginning of the pod about how, how good Darwin has been looking, right? So, mm -hmm. 
Um, to continue City, super, super consistent. I think kind of same as Liverpool. Heading into January, they had a slight improvement, and that's great news for us um, as we try to triple up before the double. The De Bruyne effect. De Bruyne effect, there you go. Foden also effect. Um, not so yeah. much Holland, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, there's a drop-off from you know end of last season to start of the season, and we can see that in the football. I think yeah. part of it is the injuries and the fatigue and, and, and thin squad and this and that. Arsenal back to last season. And yeah, this is why I love these charts because mm-hmm. it it's not a narrative. It actually shows like what's been what we've been dealing with as as FPL managers throughout the season. Arsenal were so great attacking last season, like one of the best attacking teams. And you'll see in the XGC chart that their defense improved actually this year. Well, remember the narrative last year was Arsenal great at attack, but their defense is kind of weak, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. weak, but you know what I mean, right? And Arsenal are back to last season, and we can see it in the football as well. They're 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 doing real well in terms of XG. So um, something to consider as we go into the twilight of the or the end of the season that Arsenal are definitely people um, players to consider. Maybe Jesus comes back into the uh, picture. I know he was injured. Um, Martinelli, mm-hmm. Saka, all these guys, right? Definitely keep that in the back of your mind. Tottenham, Aston Villa, huge improvements from last season. And we know that for a fact as well from the football we've been seeing. And, you know, other things here as well, but like teams like Wolves that people are eyeing, good XG improvement from last season. What's the narrative uh, that's been with Wolves the past few years? They can't score a goal. They can't score a goal. Now they have Neto on the right. Huang is, you know, top five in, in goals this season. Kuna just came off the hat trick, like, and Chelsea there too. Like, we need to break these narratives of how we think of these teams by understanding that football is flows and ebbs and, you know, some some teams are improving, some teams are declining. Um, so I thought this was a good, uh, mm. I feel chase, by the way. So a good indication of what we've been seeing uh, this season. Yeah, no, I really like it. I really like it. The Spurs one is massive, right? Look at the uptick that they've got there. Villa, there are a couple like, it's not massive changes, but Villa have dropped off. Like we saw Mm -hmm. Watkins returns drop off. We saw Villa as a team drop off, but before the Sheffield United game. Um, But yeah, they have declined a little bit. They did drop off a little bit there. Um, But yeah, like look at some of those top ones. Um, Liverpool, Man City, just continue 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 to yeah. Yeah. yeah cool let me put up the xg conceded as well yeah so let's go to the xgc chart as i mentioned arsenal defense has improved quite significantly from last season and it's unfortunate um are they are they second in the league right now or are they who arsenal where are they? Oh. Yeah. No, I don't, never remember. What, I, I'm too busy. I'm too busy looking at the We're mid so table. Focused on FPL, I sometimes forget who's leading. <laughs> Us Chelsea fans, we don't look that high up the table anymore. We look. <laughs> We're too busy looking at the relegation zone at the moment to look at the top of the table. Uh, Liverpool top, then City, then Arsenal. But City and Arsenal okay. are tied okay. on points. Yeah, yeah. It's just an. Imagine if Arsenal had last year's attack and this year's defense combined. Maybe it's a different story this year, right? But. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, their defense has improved quite dr- drastically from last season. And it's really annoying as a double Arsenal defense owner that the clean sheets haven't paid off because I think they only have maybe six clean sheets this season, which is insanity. And, you know, the points have been coming from Gabriel's like bullet headers. So, but, you know, the bet is there that if you want have Arsenal defense that you're going into every game week 
knowing that you have the best defensive assets in the in the league, yeah. uh, clean sheet wise. Liverpool quite consistent. Man City actually got a little bit worse than last season. Um, Everton, you know, big improvement defensively. And ever since we sold Pickford, he's the best player, best goalkeeper in the world. So, you know, there you go. NFL uh, Wolves, Brighton defense, Wolves just continues to be bad. So always a team you can sort of target at times. And Tottenham, Newcastle, and Chelsea, you know, especially Tottenham and Newcastle, like that Newcastle woeful, one, you know, wow, woeful, wow, yeah, wow, exactly, the worst like, teams to target, like potentially, like we need to like start thinking this way, especially because we have enough data to prove it, we have enough like understanding of how the season's operating. So, I don't know if I would say confidently, oh, we should target Newcastle, right? Like definitely not. But I got double defense. The, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's why, like, you having Trippier is like a blessing in disguise because anyways, clean sheets are hard to come by by the yeah. other teams. But, yeah. like, that guy got nine points from four goals scored against Newcastle. Like, that's absurd, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's true. I do also quite like first... owning him. But my first, I mean, the it just the, yeah. Newcastle just stand out to me. Just like that is crazy how bad crazy. they've been yeah. over the past couple of months. The other thing is Spurs, the the change that we've seen, right? So the, recently they have definitely leaked more goals. Um, and even into January where they had some of their defenders return, it's not been great. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like we, we own so many defenders from the bottom half of this table. That's what we need. like Spurs defenders, Newcastle defenders. Like I'm talking about buying a Luton defender, yeah. like Chelsea, like United, like Brighton. So many defenders are owned from the bottom. Yeah. Half so of like this table, th th that's a great point you make, Harry, because like, let's talk about Poro, for example. I actually, I, I would like someone to look at their like Poro's points charts over the last 10 game weeks. But his highest haul was like a freaking eight pointer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no chance he gets a clean sheet in his life, you know? So it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what, why do we have Poro in our teams? Why do I have, like, 5.5 expensive, three expensive players plus Trent in my team when there's no clean sheets to be had this season? So, yeah, Poro is, like, someone I'm trying to get rid of as soon as possible because even if he attacks and gets returns, the highest he's gotten is an eight-pointer. Right, like, yeah. I don't know. I he's don't up know to if that's five, enough data. He's up to mm. five point nine now. He's too expensive. He's too I, expensive. I have Poro Trippier Trent. Since when did I have such a premium defense? Like, there's no clean <laughs> exactly. sheets anywhere, and I'm still spending yeah. so much budget in my defense. Uh, yeah, dear. I was like looking at my defense, and I was like, Charlie Taylor is probably the best decision I've made, even though he's not playing at all. Like. So much funds is saved. Like so much of our funds are in Trent, Arsenal, Poro, Estupinon. Like, are we insane? Like, you know, the, the oh. points are not there in the defense at the moment. I mean, you have Trippier as well, right? So, but at least I have like some attacking threat, right? At least, <laughs> at least I can get attacking returns from some That's of them. That's what we've been telling ourselves for 10 game weeks. But and you guys, yeah. you have Saliba. I know. What am I doing? You know, Wait, at like, least they're top of this chart. They're top at least of the top table. of this chart. <laughs> Saliba top of this chart versus Trippier at the bottom of the chart. That's that's where we're at. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, you, even if you have players at the bottom, 
players at the top doesn't mean much either because you get sleep on Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, cool. So to talk about, I mean, let's just leave this this one up. Um, the next team we wanted to do was Liverpool. Yeah. So we could let's start defensively because a lot of it is talking about the attack. But we own Trent. Yeah. How do you feel about Trent? Yeah, I don't feel good. Um, I think as someone who owns Trent, if I had unlimited transfers, I would transfer him out to probably a Luton defender, like you mentioned, Doty, and bring in KDB in, uh, in the midfield. But because we don't have unlimited transfers, and I already own Trent, yeah, you just have to keep him. Um, and just hope he comes and does something in the double game week, plus hopefully this game week. The good thing is he did start, right? And the way I feel about Trent at the moment is I don't think he's right, like fitness-wise. Like he had a muscle injury, felt like kind of rushed back in. And that's the sad thing because if he didn't get that injury, if you imagine like right before he got that injury, he was playing absurdly well, you know? So... Yeah. That form just hasn't continued. This game, um, they had a double pivot, and usually, like, Trent plays sort of more centrally, but he was, like, playing really wide and not making these effective passes or these long balls that he usually does. So, yeah, this, it's just not a good sign. If I didn't own him, yeah, would you buy? I don't think I'd be rushing to buy him. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think I would try to get KDB over Trent. Mm, yeah. um, I agree. And maybe go Van Dyke, for example. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I just don't think we're selling him, right? I, we cannot sell him. There's but if no it was your only sell. route to ha- to De Bruyne, I mean, for I most mean, people, could, it's, it's not the do, only route. But yeah, if it let's was, say you do, I get it. Let's say you do Trent to Van Dyke. Yeah, and then you do someone to KDB, which I highly doubt you can. So let's say you do Trent to Van Dyke, Saka to De Bruyne. Would you do that? Oh. Because that doesn't, like, you might be able to do it for a cheaper midfielder, but you'd have to come Trent all the way down to someone like Doughty. Yeah, let me think about this. Trent to Van Dyke. Because I bet you can do that. Okay, okay. Uh, let me uh, ask you this. Let's say you do that. Who yeah. uh, Who are the other doublers you'll have from Liverpool and... Um, Man City. I might. I mean, I've got Haaland. Okay. I got Foden. KDB I'd probably do. KDB would come in. I'd have mm-hmm. Van Dyke. And then I'd probably buy one of the attackers. So I would have five. Okay. Okay. That, then that's fine. I think that's fine because you could go back to soccer. You'll have two free transfers. Mm. I think now, that's okay. Just yeah. posing that question. I wonder if I could do that. Let me have a look. Oh, but that doesn't fix my problem because I've got Eze. Ah, yeah, I don't have enough midfielders. But I mean, I mean, let's let's bring it back to the general public. Like, if we have Trent, you and I agree, there's no way we sell him. Yeah. But if we didn't have him, you would try to bring him in. No. Okay, I agree. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Do we sound crazy? I don't think so. I think people. I don't yeah. know. Let us. Let us know. Like, are we crazy? If you didn't own Trent, would you buy Trent this week? Because that's a transfer in. 
and then a transfer out in 26. That's two transfers you have to use on buying Trent and selling Trent. Yeah. I'd rather buy buy and sell someone else. Mm. But maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know what you think, what you guys think. Um, So yeah, let us know. Um, Cool. So that's that's the defense. Do you have any interest in anyone else apart from Van Dijk? Robbo? Do you no. worry about no? I just don't think they're they're like um, again. This is more like game state and and not so much FPL related. But I don't think the wingbacks are being utilized well right now. So I just there's no trust in Robo for his expensive price to be getting attacking returns. I think it's like I'd rather go Van Dyke if you're going to do that. It's only point one difference. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Would you maybe. go Robber or Van Dyke? The, the, I suppose the thing is, is like, if we are thinking Trent gets some game time, mm-hmm. is Gomez going to play one of them at left back? That's the concern. Because if Robbo was going to start all three, you'd go him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I don't know whether Liverpool fans think Gomez has been pretty good for them as well. But yeah, so and like Luton at home pivot. does. Yeah. Luton at home is Gomez's height at left back better for them than playing Robbo there, for example. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd still go Van Dyke. Mm. Okay. A surety of starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Canate's on a red this week adds another level of difficulty because it means a lot of them are set to start the Burnley game, but it doesn't mean they're going to start both in the double because it will mean Canate most likely does start both in the double. So Gomez then doesn't play any games at centre-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, let, so, okay, let's talk about the attack, right? Yeah. Um, the obvious ones are Darwin and, and Jota. We already talked about Salah enough. For me, there's no doubt I want to bring in both. I think the priority would be Darwin and then Jota. Would you agree? Yes. Or is it team dependent? If, it's team it's dependent, team. but uh-huh. if it was completely just looking at A plus B, Darwin yeah. is better than Jota. But of okay. course, it's Darwin versus what midfielder you'd have, but who's the replacement, right? But if it was literally you were going to play a 3 4 3 or a 3 5 2, Darwin's better than Jota. I like that hand gesture stuff you're doing. First time. <laughs> Sorry. Normally I do nice. it out of shot, out of shot, and then I brought them up. Yeah, I was afraid the Mac would like stop and no, I've turned that off. <laughs> I've turned that up. I think I've turned it off. Um, okay, I agree with you. Um, but you're willing to sacrifice the Jota spot in order to get KDB in your situation. Do I think De Bruyne is a higher priority than Shotter? Uh, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Because of 26. Yeah. But then, so I've got, I mean, this is a set, let's stay on Liverpool and then we'll talk about City, but I probably do. But I still have concerns about De Bruyne's minutes. Yeah, me too. Mm. But do you not have concerns about Jota's minutes? I do. I do. Yeah. It's just, a, a, it's, again, I tried, it's a, what's a, what's a word? Uh, people always say kiss right keep it simple silly like it's just super simple for me like there's just it's just really hard to get to kdb unless i take a minus four minus eight and you have to believe that that minus eight is worth it in order to disregard jota and go kdb Mm. i understand you have a fixture in 26 i understand that it's 
you know, two players, a combination of two players, and not just, you know, A, a versus B, but it's a lot of breaking apart the team to get KDB in. And I just don't think it's worth it when you have Jota, like, right in front of you, who the can only... haul at any game, any point in time he can haul. Yeah. The only issue with Jota is I'd like Salah 25 news before I buy Jota. Because I think Jota's going to start Burnley. But let's say, you know, we're going to see a fully fit Salah for 25. Let's say we do. That massively changes my opinion on Jota. Yeah, but I think I think that's just getting too, like, too greedy, Harry. Because um, at the beginning of the pod, we, we mentioned that we just have to, we cannot control the Salah situation, right? It's just, we, ha- we have to go into this knowing that you if you're going to bring in Jota, the time is now. Like, you want to get get this 24 fixture on top of that double in 25. And if you're going to wait till 25, you're potentially missing a hole in game week 24 when yeah. we have to transfer him out in 26, you know? So that's just not part of my my think, thought process, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I will wait, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of saying I wish I could get that information because okay, fair. Salah being back does change it. And as... um. Luke Boy saying, you know, Salah's unlikely to be back fully. Darwin is the most likely to start both games in the double. And I, I agree with that. Um, yeah. But I just don't know. Yeah. I'm struggling to find route, routes to everyone. I struggle to find yeah. a route that gets me everyone. Um, so. What I will say is uh, you are 27K in the world, my friend. So mm. try to keep it simple. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't want to go crazy here because uh, you're on pace to do really well this season. And yeah. So thank you. So to pose the question <laughs> that a lot of us are facing, would you do Would you do Watkins to, to Darwin this week? Yeah, so that's the big, 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 big. I big. think Solanke to Darwin, I would do. I mean, that's killing me. That's the, that's the, uh, I mean, we, we, I almost posed today's episode as if like, it's such a simple, I'll get Darwin in, I'll get Jota in. And we have to get rid of these, like this guy just had a, what, 19 pointer Watkins. Yeah. But so I, it's Chef yeah. United, right? Okay, fair. I think we need I, to. I mean, I, I want you to convince me. <laughs> but I think a lot of us are, are less likely to sell Watkins now because he just got a, a 19 pointer. But he got a 19-pointer against that Sheffield United team. If you watched that game, Villa were good, right? But they were so poor defensively. They played a high line with with Watkins being man-marked by a slow centre-back on the edge of their halfway line. And they were surprised when Leon Bailey and Ollie Watkins spent the whole game running in behind. Yeah. Yeah. Music to my ears, man. Music to my ears. Because maybe, as you mentioned, it could be bait. For players to keep walk-ins for the next two game weeks and an opportunity for me to go Darwin, eat up some points, and then go back to walk-ins as soon as possible. Like that's the plan for me, right? Mm. So it's quite simple for me. I just don't have enough funds to go like Gordon to Jota and Solanke to Darwin. Like I just don't have enough funds. But I would have to take do, a minus four. But you could do defense. walk-ins to But I can do walk-ins to Darwin. Mm. And Gordon to Jota without a problem. So I'm probably going there. You, what What about, and I know I've banged on about Luton enough, but like, does the Poro, does the Poro to Doughty move free up enough money for it? 
I think I tried it. I doesn't. Yeah. Okay. If, if it, it doesn't, doesn't, then that's fair enough. But yeah. it, I just I wondered like, that. That would, yeah. be an, uh, that would be an interesting minus four. I would take the minus four for that. I yeah. agree. If I did Poro to Daoti, um, Gordon to Jota, and Solanke to Darwin, I would feel much yeah. more at ease. Because you've added three fixtures in there. Exactly. And, list, uh, and for the viewers and listeners, I have a historical bad time with walk-ins out of my team. Every single time Watkins leaves my team, he absolutely destroys me. Yep. So the fact that I'm selling him this week, most likely, is points to be had for you guys. So just mm. just putting it out there in, in the in the in the world. Cool. What are this? Are people asking about Luis Diaz? Yeah. I mean, he feels more nailed than Jota, but the explosive the returns are just not there. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather take a start and a bench from Shotter than two starts from Diaz at the moment. I mean, yeah, I'd I mean, rather maybe. stay yeah. a, a start against Burnley and a st one start in the double over Luis Diaz starting all three. Yeah. It's probably where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still prefer Jota. It's just yeah. way more explosive. Uh, we haven't seen Luis Diaz like explode that many times, you know, mm. whereas we've seen that with Jota. Cool. So let's do Man City. Yeah, let's do Man City. So Man City are, of course, the team of the moment because they play the double. They have Everton at home this week and then Bournemouth away in the in the blank. What I've got up on screen first is their fixtures, right? Between now and game week 27, actually. So they play this weekend. Then they go away in the Champions League on Tuesday. Then they play Saturday. Then they play at home on Tuesday. Then they play Saturday. Then they play midweek away to Luton in the FA Cup. And then they play the Manchester Derby. So my okay. first question is, let's talk about De Bruyne. Are you <laughs> like, or, or generally like De Bruyne, Haaland, no, they, both play more, they both play more minutes on Monday night than I thought they would. Right? Yeah. But I just look, that's just, that was a nice six day rest for them. I look at this and I, it does just worry me still that I'm not going to get a start in all the Premier League games. Yeah. So what's your question? Well, how do you feel about De Bruyne's minutes? Are you, yeah. are you going against him, expecting him to miss a game? Or are you going against him, just worried that he's just going to play them all? I think part of me feels like it's, insanity that we don't have him in our team but part of me also feels like this is disregarding minutes by the way mm. that we can get away without having him in our team and in terms of minutes uh, and i'll explain further in a bit but in in terms of minutes um pep has been kind of weird this season right it's not the normal pep that we're used to where yeah. it's like super super heavy rotation like Alvarez has basically been undroppable this season. Mm -hmm. Like usually we think of, ah, oh, we're getting Foden in. Hopefully he gets three out of five starts. But I feel very confident Foden continues to start. For example, yeah. KDB eased back off the bench, off the bench, off the bench, and then now ninety minutes. Right. So it's like there is the confidence that I think he he will continue to start and. He's pretty undroppable, undroppable in that team. They still need to win the league, right? So, mm -hmm. so yeah, maybe. 
Mm. Yeah, the league being close, I think, is a a, de- a defining factor there. I agree. Yeah, I agree. If people but don't, I, own... we wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped. You know, for one game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But maybe, you know, max. Maybe it's one out of the next five or one out of the next four. And if that's okay, then then that's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, are you, I suppose the other thing is, do you put Foden above De Bruyne if you had the money for both? I think so, man. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Haaland yeah. first, then Foden. And then De Bruyne is your top three. Haaland first, then Foden. Yeah. For sure. I just think the points in the midfield are very randomized, mm-hmm. right? Like, I also think that that Foden, uh, you know, Holland is sort of a dummy in, in some games. Like, the tension on, is on him. So who's going to win that second ball, basically? And this game, Holland, Foden, and Alvarez were, like, continued to, like, stick next to each other centrally. And Roddy True would make these runs. And it was Foden, uh, not Foden, KDB sort of playing deeper in that right half space, yeah. just making crosses. So... I don't know how I feel about KDB's routes to points. Like, it's a mixed bag of some games he's like super, super goal threat. And then some games he's just like a outside the box crosser, you know? So, mm. so I definitely prefer Foden if he's going to continue to play centrally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Which graphics do you want up? Yeah, yeah. So let me, let me just run through this real quick. Um, maybe it helps. So there was an interesting pep quote um, about how this lineup was pretty insane with all these attackers starting. And the pep quote was talking about how he says, how am I going to break, essentially, how am I going to break the Brentford low block if, um, or a low block if I just have one striker playing up top, which is Holland, right? Because if you just have, I think what he means is that if you just have Holland up top, he's going to be double double teamed every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he did was put in all these attackers to kind of play off of him and try to win that second ball. At least that's my theory, right? Yeah. So what's co- what's convincing about this formation and these quotes is that usually Man City play against low blocks. And the fact that all these guys started means there's potential this formation is used again. Of course, sometimes it, it won't be. Um, but yeah, it's convincing for minutes a little bit in terms of the yeah. players we own. Yeah. A few people in but the yeah. chat discussing mm-hmm. Rodri. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about Rodri too, yeah, but me too. can we, can we get to the, um, the pictures, some of these photos? Yeah. And, so and I'd like to explain got, what I got saw the two you wanted together first. Okay. Perfect. So, so Man City played like a four, uh, this is the Brentford game four, one, four, one, um, and I thought it was, I was interested in how Holland's return and the chemistry with KDB and this formation would work. And we're really familiar with this 5-3-2 for Brentford, right? And Boemo was sub throughout the beginning part of the season. Now Tony and Malpe up top. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, they play a low block majority of the season against all these Premier League teams. And, and the pep quote was interesting to see how this folded out. And, you know, one of the classic ways to break down a low block is to take shots from outside the box. And that's what a lot of what Alvarez was doing. And this is like the the picture up top, I believe, is mm-hmm. one of the shots that Alvarez did. And he's super quick to take these shots. So 
you know, I guess he's a really good shooter because he's on the pens, he's on the free kicks, he's on some corners, right? So yeah. that was uh, what I noticed about Alvarez, but he wasn't that threatening inside the box, which is, which is a question mark for me. And then if you go to the next few photos, it's basically all three Foden goals, right? And um, as I mentioned, Holland, Foden, Alvarez just continue to be central and, and super close to each other. A quick word about Gavardiol. There was no inverted CBs this game. So it was like Gavardiol on the left, but it's just insanity to me because he's a center back. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be playing left wing, right? And essentially all three goals were a product of KDB passing into the central box, yeah. where usually we're used to Holland winning these balls, but because he's double teamed every single time. It's the guys around him that are eating up the breadcrumbs. And as happy as I am with the Foden hat-trick, like there's yeah. details to this, right? His finishing is great. Like these things are hard to emulate, but uh, unless you're in form, but it could really be anybody getting these points. Uh, it could have been Alvarez. It could have been, you know, a Rodri ran random run in. It's just, there's a higher chance of Foden winning these balls off of Holland. But yeah, it was a little bit worrying in terms of like, Holland being super locked up this game. So that's a little bit of a concern going into the triple captaincy in 25. But mm -hmm. at the same time, this is how they broke the the, the low block down. And, and some thoughts I, I saw, like, I don't know if this applies to FPL, but I thought Foden's hat trick was like a little bit random, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. Definitely was. I think they did this, as you say, to, to combat Brentford. I don't see it happening. Like, happening, yeah. I I honestly think Alvarez, so. You think for you think KDB will get more closer to the to the goal? Yeah, I think Alvarez looked really lost in this game. He was he was super deep, man. I don't know I why why like he wasn't that great. He was like taking shots outside the box and wasn't in the right positions. I believe, right? But I just think if you took Alvarez out of that lineup, I just don't think they would have looked any worse. Um, Interesting. Yeah. The you know he wasn't playing the De Bruyne role and he wasn't playing the Haaland role and Foden was also more advanced than him, so you know if if Foden is more advanced than Alvarez it feels strange that Alvarez is even playing in in the first place. It is a tiny sample size, yeah, but it's what they yeah. did. It's the first game we've had them all playing. It is what they exactly. did in game week one. It's how they lined yeah. up game week one. They played them all. Yeah, but preseason two. Yeah. That was without Grealish and without Doku. So, mm. yeah, I, I like Foden. I think, you know, I don't, not sure any of them are going to play all five games between now and game week 26. I think we've got to be realistic with that. Maybe Haaland does. But, yeah, like Foden, Alvarez, De Bruyne, Bernardo, like I don't, not sure any of them will. But yeah. this is the position. When you get a game like this where Foden is playing central, that is why we want to own him. Yeah, exactly. And we have to remember, Harry, also that Man City is a team that defends by attacking. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, they try to limit the opponent's attacking opportunities yeah. by possess possessing the ball and continuing to attack. And so yeah. we just need to load up on these City assets going into the double. I mean, I really believe that, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And again, Foden, yeah. Yeah, Foden is the second second pick for me after Holland. Yeah. So Rodri. Oh yes, let's talk about Rodri. So 
for those wondering, Rodri is 5.6 million. He plays, you know, defensive midfield, but he's so incredibly good for the bonus points that yeah. basically he gets... <laughs> A goal is like a seven-point goal and an assist is at least four, basically. That's what I was going to say. Bonus magnet. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you look at his returns, particularly every time he scores, it's like seven points minimum for that goal. Always. Yeah. This is what I mean by, like, the points are ran random in the midfield in City because Alvarez could go off any point and Rodri can definitely return in the next three games, game of 24 to 25. Yeah. Like, Definitely, there's a there's a goal there potentially, and that's a nine ten pointer goal, right? So, like he could easily. He's assured like, to start. He's assured to start. Yeah. You know, would you be surprised if Rodri got a, a return in the double? I wouldn't and, be surprised. And then yeah. he walks away with a nine ten pointer. No, not surprised at all. I mean, I I just don't think I'll do it. But yeah, if you if you're taking hits and hits to get to De Bruyne. Part of me just thinks, why not just not take the hits and just hope that Rodri gets one of his returns in the double? As um, someone said, they, he has a bet with the rest of the squad that if he scores 10 goals this season, they have to play a whole game, all of them with their shirts tucked in. <laughs> so he's driving for the goals this season. He wants them. I mean, there you go. I think a lot of our FPL decisions also sometimes stem from logic mm -hmm. and future planning and historical data and form and all the obvious stuff. But there's there are moments in time throughout the season where you have a gut feel about yeah. a pick. Yeah. And I've never had that gut feel about a player like Rodri, who's a pivot defensive player that we know of. Yeah. But I have a gut feel that he's a great pick if you actually decide to go for him. I think he's mm -hmm. a very solid pick. So um I don't say that lightly, even though I'm not going to bring him in. Like yeah. I think it's a good, good, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody for bringing him in. Yeah. There's lots of, actually a lot of people saying that, you know, they agree. They don't think Rodri's a bad pick at all. And SMB yeah, is go. saying, always feel Man City get goals from corners in the double game week. I feel like this is also the case. I don't know. It's because that gate double game week where like Stone scored, Diaz scored, and we all owned Cancelo, but like the defenders scored like four goals combined across two games. But there definitely yeah. is. Um, but yeah, I think that let's let's we've been live for just over an hour. Let's I put our teams up on screen because let's put it into what we've spoken about into practice a little bit. Um, yeah. So let's start. Let's start with you. Have you got two free transfers this week? What are we doing right now? We're going to bus teams. Yeah. But let's do this uh, wild card. Or maybe, yeah, let's do a wild card real quick. Yeah, okay. So I was thinking about, um, I mean, super, super uh, rough draft and probably like at least four positions that you can change. So I don't think you know, wild card this week is t an awful idea. Um, there are good fixtures in 24. Let's see, City play Everton. Brentford Wolves, Luton, Sheffield, Liverpool, Burnley. So you could attack the immediate fixture. Mm -hmm. You have the two best doubling teams in Liverpool and City in 25. You could get like eight to 10 doublers in 25. And then with two free transfers, 26, you could filled out 11 man squad easily. So those are the pros I see. 
cons is that later when Sala and Son become options down the line, you know, how are you going to navigate that? 29, um, obviously something to navigate. Uh, and then potentially missing that uh, triple captain option in game week 25. Basically, I'm running through pros and cons for a wild card this, this game week, but I don't mm. think it's a terrible idea. Harry, how do you I think? like the team. If I was going to wild card, yeah. it'd be something very similar to this. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, but... you'll have like nine to eight to nine doublers in 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I just opportunity it. cost, right? Yeah. Mm. It w you'd get... I mean, I'd expect you'd get huge greens this week, next week. It's just if that's, you know, enough. Then yeah. you use two transfers in 26 uh, to sell double Liverpool and you get a full 11 yeah. out. Yeah. Like then if you require 26, a lot of surgery, you know. Yeah. 27, you then start buying Spurs. Yeah. I mean, if, of course, if Chelsea win tonight, then you'd have to rethink because... Arsenal are useful because they fixed 26-29. But if if Chelsea were to win tonight, it makes it a lot harder to wildcard this week. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you'd have to go Villa, wouldn't you? You'd replace Saliba Gabriel with yeah. Pau Torres and someone like an Alex Moreno. You'd, you'd just go Arsenal out, Villa in effectively. Yeah. For my team, I want Villa to win. For everybody else, I want Chelsea to win. <laughs> Cool. Okay, let's do bus teams. Let's do next game week. Guys, um, quick plug. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is the first time I'm potting behind Harry's time zone. I'm actually in uh, New York and Harry's in London, so I think he's five hours ahead. It's really nice to do a morning pod as opposed to an evening pod. I actually really enjoy it. Uh, please do hit the like button and subscribe to the FF Scout channel. And yeah, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. Let's get to the bus teams. Cool. That they're up. So yeah, you've you got two transfers this week, did you say? I got two transfers. Yeah. So Dubravka, Trent, Gabriel, Pedro Porro, Saka, Richarlison, Foden, Palmer, Watkins, Harlan, Solanke. I mean, if there weren't doubles, you could you'd be wondering what to do this week. Yeah, exactly. But there are doubles. So as I mentioned, um I'll probably do Watkins to Darwin. Okay. And uh, I think Gordon to Jota, but do you think I should go somewhere else to Jota? What does that, does that not give you a massive issue in 26? Yeah, it does. Because I, I have Palmer and Richarlison. So you've got Porro, Richarlison, yeah. Palmer, Trent. Sorry, you'd have six blankers I know, going into 25. You'd be able to sell two for free, which still gives you four blankers. Plus, you've got Taylor, who we don't know if he's going to be fit. I don't. I don't know if it's worth it. Like, is Jota worth a minus four? Basically, is what you need to ask yourself. Yeah, it's because I brought Richarlison in two game weeks ago. I mean, it's paid off. It's paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just feels like too many. Out of interest, could you do? I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't get both. Like, you could do, you mm -hmm. could not do Darwin and go Tony. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have, you know, sets you up better. 
and just not have Jota and Darwin? Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. So you want both? I mean, yeah, for 25, but... But then it's such I an issue for 26. six blankers, yeah. Six blankers plus Taylor. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to think about a minus four this week mm. and see That's if where I'm at. better to get a minus four now than, than to do it in 26. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe Luton might be at play. There we go. All <laughs> aboard. Um, okay. So, hang on. I just need to check that the transfers I'm going to say I think I'm planning on doing that I can actually do. Yeah, so I I can do Solanke to Darwin. Okay. Watkins to Adebayo and then Eze up to De Bruyne. That would be a minus four. It would get me Darwin, it would get me Adebayo and it would get me De Bruyne. Wow, you're you're in love with the idea of KDB. Um, I'm not. But yeah. I'm in love with the idea of going a cheap Luton asset and also De Bruyne is actually where I'm at. If there weren't good cheap enablers, then I wouldn't love the idea. That yeah. would give me a blanker in Adebayo, a blanker in Darwin, blanker in Trent and a blanker in Poro. It would give me four blankers. And I'd have then mm. roll into 25 and have two transfers in 26. Yeah. Oh no, Palmer as well. So I'd have five blankers and two free transfers. Which it's, is fine. It's because I it's because I don't have no. the Richarlison is one extra you for you. You don't have Richarlison. Mm-hmm. But it's hurt me these weeks not having him. I think a little bit. I mean, not not too bad. Not too bad because I did get Eze. Yeah. But if I yeah. hadn't have picked Eze, then it would have hurt. Yeah, but if you hadn't picked Eze, you would have gone Richarlison, you know? Yeah, it's true. Probably. That's true. Yeah, so that, I mean, I, I honestly think I'll take a hit this week. I'm very sure, you know, that there'll be a minus four at yeah. least this week. I just don't yeah. think it's possible, impossible that I take more than that. Because mm-hmm. it just feels like one of those opportunities, and I know people have done it in the past, where there's just one lump sum of hits that then set you up nicely for a run of blanks and doubles. And I feel like that is this week. And Yeah, yeah, it is this week, which is why wildcard again is not a bad week. You know, I'm in a luxury position where I've had a couple of good weeks. So my rank is sitting nice. That even if I took a, if I took a minus 12 this week, I'm still mm-hmm. 50K. Like yeah. that feels not too bad. And then I'd be 50K with like seven doublers this week and... I'm not saying I'm going to take a minus 12, but I I do feel like I want to be aggressive this week. Yeah. Let me mention Huang a little bit because uh yeah. Th- there was a lot of Huang talk in the chat today. Um so 2 hours after the game ended versus Jordan, um Sun and Huang both went straight to the airport. Um so I believe they're back in London now. Um or they're back in the UK. And there's rumors that Huang starts this game week, or not starts, is on the bench or is in the squad this game week. Yeah. We don't know if he's going to start or be benched. Um, I think he goes straight back into that team. Yeah. And if you're considering Neto versus Huang, 
Cunha is out of the question because he's a forward. Like, if mm-hmm. you're going to go there, then, yeah, you don't have to compare. I still think I would pick Huang over Neto because Neto is the assist machine, the creator, yeah, the guy you give the ball to, like, the, you know, in basketball yeah. terms, the, Ky- the Kyrie Irving. And Huang is the guy that's trying to get get the goals, right? So, yeah. And he's... He, in the Asian Cup, we did so bad, but he was like the best player on the team. Like he was one of the best players on the team. He was still so good. So I'm very confident in Huang. And I'm potentially looking to bring him in um, in game of 26. If you are buying this, so there are reports that apparently they're, they're back in the country today. So um, would you buy, if you were buying this week, which I don't think is the craziest idea. That's the tough part. That's the tough part. Would you, the yeah. thing is Huang is also on penalties. Yeah, I would buy. I would still buy Huang over Neto. Yeah, but you have to understand that he might be benched. But here's one interesting thing: when Japan exited the Asian Cup, um, Minamino, Minamino, yeah, took a flight to France, and a couple of hours later, without sleep, apparently was on the bench. So now that Huang has a, I mean, I don't know if that applies to Huang's situation, but he has a few days. I would not be surprised if he starts. There's one thing to note. He was injured for the group stages. So he's like, yeah. there might be a niggling issue. Like, because in the knockout rounds, you want to give it all for your country. So he's probably going to force it through the injury. So that's my one little concern um, with okay. his injury status. Okay. But yeah, just to simplify again, this is my view on Wolves. Neto is the creator on the right. That looks amazing. That gets the assists. Yeah, but you want the goal scorers, which is either Huang or Cunha in the in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, centrally. Okay, Cunha looked so good when he was tearing us apart. <laughs> cool. I think yeah. that's everything. I mean, a lot, a lot rests on the cup games tonight. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea versus um, Aston Villa, and then Nottingham Forest against Blackpool as well. If honestly, if Forrest lose that, those Luton players are coming into my team. <laughs> There's a chance they do anyway, but um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely one. Any final questions um, in the chat? Let us know. We can do, we can do a couple of them. Unless you've got business to run off to, Andy. No, I have a bit of time. Cool. But guys, please do subscribe and give us a like. And we really appreciate everyone joining on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. It's been fun today. Uh, so, do we, so, what do you think, how many players do you think you need to, in game week 26? If you've got nine or 10, is that going to be fine? Sorry, what was your question? How many players do you think is the minimum in game week 26? Oh, I mean, I mean, 11 ideally right but i guess 10 is fine mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable with nine yeah i think i agree yeah, that's just I the agree. way my brain works cool two final things uh what do you think of a uh, Harry, quick, quickly speaking um fpl alex arnold shout out poro i'd rather think? buy well maybe but like is ake gonna play both is you know, Walker yeah. going to play both. That's just. Yeah. Clutching at straws here. Huh? 
Yeah, that I, I probably wouldn't do that. I probably wouldn't do that. Um, oh, there was a super chat. Yeah, there was. Um, if you had to play only one this week, Jota, Palmer, or Solanke, who would you play? Uh, it has to be Jota, no? Play only one this week, Jota, Palmer, Solanke. Yeah, definitely Jota, no doubt. It's definitely not Solanke. No. It's Palmer or Jota, and I would probably play uh, Jota at home. Cool. Let's do so. A Stupanan. At what are your? I mean, we neither of us went for him. Mm-hmm. They haven't looked very good in the past couple. Spurs away this week. Then after game week twenty six, they play midweek within Europe, etc., or in the cup every week. So there are fixtures coming for them. Are you, presumably, we sit. He's a hold. He's not a sell right now. Who, who, sorry, I, I Stupinan. Sorry. Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about Stupinan in a minute. No worries. Yeah, I, I would probably you answer that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd probably hold him, but I definitely wouldn't buy new now. But like a lot of us are looking at defensive transfers, but I'm a bit like, who are we buying that's getting consistent returns? Um, yeah. The final one is just captaincy. So a few of people asking oh, about yeah. captaincy this week. And um, we didn't mention Shout it on our team. Raptor, by the way. Looks yeah, like Ross has just come Darwin. to spread his uh, Darwin, Darwin propaganda agenda. in the chat. <laughs> I will not be having any of it. Um, he's not a bad captain, actually. I have a graphic for this where um, it has. I mean, it takes a lot to captain Darwin over Holland in 25. True, but Liverpool are predicted more goals this weekend than City are. Um, I mean, if we get news that Haaland starts presumably we will put it on Haaland but I don't hate the Jota the Darwin picks they're close behind yeah they're close behind but it is Haaland for me it is Haaland for me are you like triple captaincy in 25 not there I probably will yeah but you don't feel great about it not massively but I don't feel bad about it either I'm pretty indifferent like yeah, I mean Chelsea mm-hmm. at home, Brentford at home. They're both home, fi- they're both home fixtures. But it's just that Brentford game. It's like if they do that again, it's just yeah. just playing my triple captaincy against Haaland with three defenders sat on him. That's just I don't love that. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I don't really uh-huh, go ahead. I just don't necessarily know when else I play it. Yeah, that's that's the point. I was just saying, if you don't play it now. There's not many double game weeks to left for you to play it. Yeah, I mean, 20, 34, 37, the two other reasonable doubles, we're likely to play other chips in. But exactly. there will be other random game weeks, right? So like Bournemouth, if they get it in 20... If Bournemouth get a double in game week 28, I'm pretty sure it's Luton at home, Sheffield United at home. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be Sheffield United at home, Luton at home. But I just hope you're just hoping that it falls for you if you don't play it in 25 and there's a chance that it doesn't fall for you yeah the good thing is is we should know that bournemouth luton double if it's going to happen by game with 25 so if you fancied it on solanke Mm -hmm. if you fancied it on solanke and it doesn't get announced before the double then you can just put on harland but it would you, if you had if let's say but let's say the double was both in game week twenty five and Haaland had Chelsea at home, Brentford at home, 
And then Slanky had Sheffield United at home, Luton at home. Which would you like? Where would you put your triple captaincy? Like, are we overthinking it? I would still go Holland. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. There was one season um, three years ago, because I think last year Rashford was a popular captain, triple captaincy. Yeah. Three years ago, um, when I had a really good season, like, I went sun captaincy over Kane. I don't know if you remember that season. But Kane was a very popular triple captaincy. But come on, it's like... yeah. Sun versus Solanke, like it's a different level, right? So, yeah, I don't feel I don't great know. about going Solanke triple captain, even though the fixtures look great. Even though the fixtures look great, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm. I think it will be on Haaland, but I don't love it. Would you, would you consider a Liverpool player? No, because I'm the cap captaincy itself is on Haaland, so no. Mm. Brentford away, Luton at home, though. I mean, if I was convinced I captain a Liverpool player, then yeah, sure, I consider. It. But okay. the fact that I'm trying to captain, even without a triple captaincy, yeah, if you know what I mean. Cool. That is all from us. There will, of course, be other videos on the Scout Channel closer to the deadline and after the FA Cup results tonight. I know um, Praz and Rich will be back tomorrow night or Friday tomorrow, I think. With wait, Denmark's one more question, Harry. Alex Schrader has been holding on to Sun. Should I bench him or play him? Play him. Play him, right? I, like, I also don't sell, in. right? Yeah. I, I think he comes back in. Yeah. Mm. Everyone will be looking at Sun in 27. Yeah, I agree. That's why De Bruyne also works. Because then I can just do De Bruyne to Sun. <laughs> Dude, you need to go for it. If you don't I, I go love, De Bruyne... I love how bullish you are on it. Just it, go for it, man. If you go, go De Bruyne, you're not going to have the money for Son. Yeah. So if you look at your team and you don't go De Bruyne this week, how are you going to get Son in? It's probably because you sell Trent and then you do have the money. Dude, go for it. Go for ah, it. Let's see. Let's see. I haven't decided yeah. what I'm going to do. Cool. Thank you yeah, very much, Appreciate Andy. it, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we will see you all next week.